It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. I am your host, Mike J. What's going on, everybody, tonight? All right, so we're going to jump right into it. I know everybody's been talking about this whole Tristan Thompson type thing with the Cavs. My, my man was out there, you know, living his life, getting caught up in the cheating game. But we'll get into that on our grown man podcast. One more thing I wanted to discuss today was besides the, you know, before the NBA playoffs and our MVP picks and most improved player and all those type of things, we want to jump into college basketball. You know, it's just like I was uh, one of our listeners, we were, you know, in the chat, we were talking about the number of players who have declared for the NBA draft. Now, really, now, you know, the NBA draft, you guys can, everybody can declare, you can declare every year, so you can declare up to four times as long as you don't sign an agent. You're going to lose your eligibility. But what about those guys who declare for the NBA draft who aren't ready? Specifically, I'm talking about two guys from Duke, and that would be uh, Trevon Duvall, the point guard, and Gary Trent Jr. Now, it seems like after Coach K has got back on this whole, uh, he, he's beating, beating Calipari at his own game with the one and duns. But these two guys seem like they've been recruited over. If you look at their games, Trevon Duvall, the point guard, very explosive, can finish above the rim. Pass a little bit, get to the rim, but you know he played. He when he committed to a college and played for Duke, they didn't fit his game. He, you know, they had two big guys with Bagley and Carter, so he wasn't able to play his game. So one thing I want to talk about is, you know, when guys make a commitment to go play for a school, this is more than it's like I want to play for Duke. You need if you want to, if your goal is the NBA, then why aren't you going to a style or a team that's going to you know accentuate the positives of your game? And also like Gary Trent now Duke. They have no more recruiting class for 2018, you know, and they're going to basically, if those guys would have stayed at Duke, then they would have been role players. So I really want to know, should they make, you know, different decisions if it's strictly basketball? Because if you only stand for one year, it's not like you're going for the academics. And I don't like those guys. I personally think you should better go to the NBA. If you can go to war or anything else, it would be nice for guys to go to the NBA. But, you know, that's not the rule. So I really wanted to kind of discuss that, of how, you know, what guys should do in those situations. Now, if you look at it, Duke played a lot of zone defense this year. And Duvall, that's not his game. So he's not like a guy with, like, super, super long arms, like, you know, those guys with six, seven wingspans who can defend out there. His thing is moving his feet. But playing that zone, he wasn't able to accentuate himself on defense. And like I said earlier on offense, you know, he needed a guy that needs some high screen roll, pick and rolls, those type of things to be able to get into the paint where he was just, you know, kind of with, with uh, Carter and Bagley jamming up the paint. He needed some more room to work. So he really wasn't able to show his true game at Duke. And also with Gary Trent Jr., he just became a, a spot-up shooter, uh, you know, where he didn't able to show everything that he was able to sh- needed to show if he was going to go to the NBA after one year. So that's a pretty interesting point. And also I want to bring up, you know, since this one-and-done phenomenon, I want to go back 10 years, only two teams that was majority, you know, freshman-led, and that would be Duke 2015, the team that had Jaleel Okafor and uh, and Jaleel Okafor and uh, my man that plays for the Heat and uh, Tyus Jones, they won the championship. And in 2012, Kentucky, the rest of these teams in this last, in that 10-year period from 
North Carolina to Villanova twice, Kansas. Uh, those teams were led by teams that had juniors and seniors. So I really want to know, do you think that uh, the, the one-and-done era is good for college basketball as a coach as far as winning? Because your goals and goals winning the championship out of 10 years, only two of those teams have won it. So would it be best for you to recruit guys that are going to be there three and four years instead of guys that's a full, whole full of recruiting class of one-and-done guys? Because, like I said before, Duke has the number one recruiting class in the country coming this year, but I'm sure all those guys, Cam Reddish and uh, R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson and uh, uh, Trey Jones' brother at point guard, they'll probably all be in the NBA in 2019, so you're having to restart it again. So that really makes me think, as a North Carolina fan, I'm not showing any bias, but it seems like they're most successful by having those guys who stay two, three, and four years in a tournament by, you know, winning the championship in 2017 and losing the championship in 2016. So it's just interesting how how those teams are built. So we're going to jump right into this uh, Rookie of the Year argument, this NBA Rookie of the Year. So uh, right now it seems like a a uh, two-person race between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. It was interesting. They asked Ben Simmons the other day, you know, who's your competition as far as Rookie of the Year? And Ben said, no, nobody. I'm not checking for none of these rookies. I'm checking on the guys that are going to make me better. So, you know, I like Ben Simmons. Very cocky. You know, I was, was kind of skeptical at first because he couldn't shoot the jumper. But, you know, he's been playing he's been playing the hell of a five ball. Even, you know, since the Sixers, I think, have won 14 in a row. And even with uh, Embiid going down. So, you know, Simmons, he uh, definitely, I think, is probably going to be a rookie of the year. But Mitchell, I think he's the first rookie since uh, Carmelo Anthony to lead his team, be a rookie and lead his team scoring, but also go to the playoffs. So it's going to be very interesting. I think Simmons is going to get denied. And uh, I think with, uh, you know, they had like a little argument the other day, and Mitchell's argument was I should be rookie of the year because Ben Simmons, this is technically his second year because you know Ben Simmons broke his foot his first year, so he didn't play all last year. So Mitchell's argument said I'm a true rookie. I should be rookie of the year. But that doesn't work because Blake Griffin won rookie of the year. And he hurt his knee his first year. And then if you go back to David Robinson, when he was coming out of Naval Academy, he took two years off to finish his Navy requirements. And he came back with the Spurs. He was drafting number one in 87. Came back with the Spurs in 89, excuse me, and won Rookie of the Year. So my vote is for Ben Simmons to win Rookie of the Year because I think he definitely deserved it. And the Sixers, then I did a hell of a turnaround this year from the process to, you know, Embiid playing, I think, 32 games last year. To now, you know, maybe in the first having the first round, uh, I think they'll be they have a chance to finish in the three seed, so they'll have a chance to be a have a, they're going to have first round in the playoffs and possibly in the second. So this depends on who they run against. All right, so let's go and get on to this uh, MVP race. I think you got James Harden and LeBron, like the two clear you know leaders in the field. I know I got a a group check, you know text earlier talking about Russell Westbrook and the chance, you know, he might average a triple-double for a second straight year, you know, had the Greek freak and some other guys. But I think it's going to be Harden this year. Um, Houston has the best record in the NBA. Uh, I think Harden, I think I was reading on ESPN, he's leading the league in, uh, in isolation points. All right, so hold on right now. we got a caller. Group Chat Sports, what's happening? 
What's going on? This is your boy Bowtie Fresh. What's happening? Hey man, chilling, my brother, chilling, man. Just on here, man. Just doing a little talking, man. I guess I give you a rehash, man. My first uh, when the show started, man, I was talked about college basketball. I know you and I we talk about it all the time, but I wanted to get specific to Duke. How you know they've had all those guys going to the NBA? Do you think in this one and done culture, that's that's the most? How would you rather your team build a team? Would you rather go a whole bunch of one-and-done freshmen, or would you rather have some maybe one five-star player for and like three- and four-star players, but three- and four-star players stay around three and four years? Uh, if I'm, You're saying if I'm a college team or yeah, if, if I'm an college NBA coach. exec drafting these guys? No, college coach. College uh, coach. If, if I was a college coach um, – Personally, I, I, personally, I think I would want uh, a nice blend. Um, of course, a lot of the one-and-done guys are going to be uh, like your super, super high-talented, you know, top recruits in the nation or whatnot. Uh, and I always think that it's always fair to, to get a few of those guys or, you know, maybe at least one. But um, personally, I would like to have um, some quality um, as a, or, you know, quality and a little bit of quantity. So I, I would take a, you know, two or three, maybe four um, mid, mid-tier guys because I know that they could still play, they could still produce, um, and they could potentially be late first round um, draft picks um, at, in my college institution and maybe stay around a year or two. Um, so I, I would go that route um, personally. Uh, I would like to have maybe two or three, uh, four if I could, like mid-level guys um, compete, you know, year over year. And maybe if there's a year, you know, once these guys are leaving – um, due to the success of the program, you know, maybe we would be able to land that top-tier guy, uh, you know, that, that number one guy or that one-and-done guy, try to uh, boost some of the uh, future um, – um, I don't want to call it drafting, or it's not drafting, but uh, future um, selections or, or trying to attract some of the top high school talent. So I think I would try to look longevity-wise. So you would be more like a villain. So you'd rather build more like a Villanova. They won two championships in the last – Right. Three years. Yeah, because if you look right. at it, I was like telling our listeners earlier, I, I did like some research. The last 10 championships in the one and done era, only two teams have won a championship uh, for mostly primarily freshmen. That was Duke in 2015, the team that had uh, Jalil Okafor, Tyus Jones. Uh, what's my dude who plays for Miami? The, the small forward. Uh, Justice oh, Winslow. Man, Justice Winslow. Joe Winslow, yeah. Justice Winslow, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in 2012, when Kentucky had Anthony Davis and uh, uh, what's my man plays for the Hornets? With two names, small forward. Oh, man, I can't think of his name right now. I know who you're talking about, but I can't kid, think of his kid, name. Kid, oh, Kid Gilchrist. Kid Gilchrist, yeah. yeah. MGK. Yeah, so that's the thing, you know, we were talking about. So I, I think I kind of go with you, man. I would want a team that's balanced because if even when I was talking to the listeners earlier about Duke, they had Trevon Duvall and they had uh, Gary Trent Jr. Basically, they got recruited over for this next recruiting class. So they didn't even have a chance to really to come back to school, but they both made decisions to go to Duke, but that wasn't the best thing for them basketball-wise. Basketball-wise, like, you know, right. I mean, because it, like I was telling the listeners, it's not an education thing if you're only there for one year. I mean, you know, but basketball-wise, you got like Trevon Duvall. He's not a shooter, but you had two bigs in the paint. So, it's like he's, he could drive because, you know, the right. and he couldn't. So, and then Gary Trent Jr. basically was a spot-up shooter. So, like I was saying earlier, I think, man, I think when guys select a college, if we're only going to be one and done, you need to go somewhere where you're going to be able to accentuate 
the game, your game, and be able to work on your weaknesses. And I think right. guys get so I would happy. I totally like, agree. I'm, I'm, I want to go to Duke or something like that, but it would be like if you're an Arizona fan. It would be like a guy like Marvin Bagley say, "Hey, I want to play with Aiton." Well, that wouldn't work. Right. Both of those right. guys like exactly. to play in the paint. So you know, exactly. even Duke now that they have their 2018 recruiting class, you have two wing guys who have similar games. Why would I yeah. want to go somewhere like that where I'm not going to be able to get my to get my game off? So, right, you know, it's it's something that the guys really have to think about. So let me ask you a question. I know we haven't we didn't win, we didn't discuss this on our grown man ish podcast, but I'm curious. So the kid Darius Baisley, he was from Cincinnati, was going to go to Syracuse, but changed his mind, decided to go to G League. What what you know what will go into that decision as a parent? You have two sons to let you if you just let let your kid decide to skip college and go to the D League. Well, G League, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I would, uh, and, and Mike J knows me, but um, I, I would try to express the importance of um, him having, uh, my son um, having something to, quote, unquote, fall back on, uh, something to strive for. And that's not to say that he he wouldn't be able to go to school if he was in the G League or something like that. I know they have travel commitments and things like that, but um, – if he if he was going to do that and follow his dream, like I would want my child to follow his dream if he thinks that that's the best way for him to get to the NBA is to go through the G League. Um, I would support him because ultimately he has to live his life. Uh, but I would try to express to him that um, I, I want him to, you know, continue to strive for the best. So while he's in the G League trying to live out his dream or treat, achieve his dream, um, Take take some type of you know some online coursework some 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 of your prerequisites actually, and that type of stuff offer that. just so that yeah the so like I, I would I would yeah. I would encourage him to to take advantage of that of that program that the G League has um, to not put all his eggs in one basket and, and I'm not saying that to, um, to 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 crap on anybody who tries to go that route because I would preach that to my I preach that to my son now um, my son uh, is a is a STEM kid, he's all about, you know, engineering and science and so forth and so on. Um, but I, I tell him that even now, don't don't pigeonhole yourself. Follow that dream and, and enjoy that. But develop yourself some some additional skill sets, you know, as you're as you're trying to fulfill, you know, that dream if that's what you want to do. Um, I think that you should be uh well versed, you know, in, in the world and able to survive and provide for yourself. Um, in this world, and I mean, we all know that things are things can be tough out here. The world can be cruel to you, but um, I, that's what I would do. I would support him because I know that he has to live his life, make his own decisions, you know, bump his own head, so forth and so on. So I, I would support him in his decision, but I would try to uh, keep a keep keep him in a, in a good frame of mind, keep him level headed um, while he's trying to do that. Yeah, that's yeah, man. I I kind of feel the same way. Uh, some stuff on the G League that I think if they uh they have a chance to do the Arizona State thing online. I think they pay half of their tuition, so the education part yeah, awesome. is, you know is a, is a, is available for them. I was unaware of that, so it'll be uh, interesting to see. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. So, yeah, uh, you and know. you know you never you never want to you never don't want you never want to discourage someone from going you know for their dream, especially if you're their parent. Um, you're not going to be able to live their life for you, and you, as a parent. Um, you want to sometimes take a safe route or sometimes, you know, be as, as cautious as possible and proceed with caution. But at the same time, uh, as a parent, you know, you, you've got to let go of those reins sometimes. you got to let them go out and um, go for their dream or shoot for the stars or, you know, bump their head or whatever along the way. So 
Um, like I said, I, I would try to support my son as I would support my son as much as possible, but I would try to um, try to keep him level and, and on a level playing ground and make sure that he's exhausting and utilizing all of his talent, not just his physical talent, but his brain talent as well. Yeah, so I just want to, like I said, get your get your feedback on that. So, because you know, basketball-wise, he's gonna learn more about basketball and play against better competition in the G League than he, mm-hmm. than he would against Syracuse. It's just now, it's just like it's a doggy dog world because there's so many guys. It's like, yo, this is my spot. I'm not going out to help no high school kids. So, I'm curious if this is gonna be the next play for guys. They don't want to go to college. Type of, mm-hmm. What type of, you know, resources is the NBA and the G League going to provide for these guys? Because I couldn't imagine. I know we're the same age. Imagine 18, 19 years old. You're not making a whole lot of money, but you in different cities every night. You don't have to, you're not constrained by school or anything like that. Man, I would lose my mm-hmm. mind. I mean, I might not have the Tristan Thompson-like groupies, but, you know, I might have some mid-level groupies. You know, you know, I might be getting down like Tristan. I might, you know, put a raincoat on, as they would say. But uh, definitely would, uh, you know, sit back, man, and probably not make the best decisions. But look, I want to kind of just get right. people's uh, views on that. So let's push on, man. So, you know, I was talking earlier before you got on to kind of recap Rookie of the Year, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell against Ben Simmons, man. So give me your opinion on that. Man, that's that's tough. Um I, I, ben Simmons has been balling, uh, especially since Embiid went down. Um, and, but he's been, I mean, I'm not, that's not to cite him all year. He's been balling all year, but he's really picked it up since Embiid went down. Um, Donovan Mitchell has, has been the same. Like, he's he's been, like, lights out, outstanding. Um, I think the difference is, uh, in my opinion, is that Ben Simmons um, has some additional uh, talent around him. You know, you've got Joel Embiid. You've got a, a shooter and a veteran in J.J. Redick. Uh, you've got, you know, Markel Fultz coming back. And, I mean, they, he's got some pieces around him that makes that'll make the game a lot easier for him, especially with those assists, getting open looks, that sort of thing. Um, where Donovan Mitchell, um, and I'm not crapping on the Jazz or anything like that, but, I mean, Donovan Mitchell doesn't have anywhere near the talent that Simmons has around him. And Donovan Mitchell is out there getting it done. And some folks um, will say, you know, well, he's got the green light. He can do whatever he wants out there. And that's true. And there's a big element in that. But I think that, in my opinion, Donovan Mitchell is more than just a green light guy. Like, I think he's, in my opinion, he's pretty solid, uh, you know, all the way around. He's a good ball player. He's pretty efficient. Uh, Rookie of the year, um, I I would say that Mitchell's the most valuable rookie, I think, for for his team. But I think that the the, the award will probably end up going to Ben Simmons just because of the the polarizing impact that he's had, not only on the court, but off the court, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Ben, man. Um, You know, there's Donovan Mitchell, his argument was, well, Ben technically is not a rookie, even though he is a rookie because he didn't play last year. So he had a year, you know, a year of experience. But, you know, I kind of rebuked that because Blake Griffin had, when he tore his, he tore his ACL and he missed that whole year. Yes. And he came back and won yeah. rookie of the year. Uh, this to go back even further, Dave Robinson was out the game for two years when he was completing his naval requirements. I was going to say that. And, he, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he came get drafted in 187, came back in 89 and won rookie of the year. So, you know, I had to go with Ben on that, man. So, MVP, man, you know, we had a bet on one of our shows. You told us the Greek freak, and I think I chose yeah, LeBron. You said you had – I had to – no, you gave me the field. So, 
Yeah, man. I think, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna cash in on that one, my brother. So, uh, yeah, it, it, looks, it, deep, man. it definitely looks like. Um, it definitely looks like you're probably gonna end up cashing in on that one because, like I said, um, in, in my opinion, uh, right now, um, the way the the, lead, the the season has shaped out, um, I, it's got to come down between LeBron and the and the beard, um, James Harden. Um, I know that Westbrook has had a great year. Um, Greek Freak had he had a solid year. He was my pick early on, um, and he was he produced he has produced all year. Uh, he's in he, he's carried that Bucks team. He's got them. I believe they're like a six seed, I think, or something like that, um, which is which is great. Um, I had high hopes for him, and I just think that he I think that the Greek Freak produced. I, I feel like he had a great year, but. Just nothing to the likes of what LeBron and James Harden have done, um, not only for their teams but for the league um, and, and as individual players. I, I mean, I think LeBron, what is this, his 15th year? And, like, honestly, you could argue that this is probably his best year in the league. I mean, his efficiency rating, his shooting percentage, all of, all of the above. I mean, LeBron is, is just a freaking monster, man. But um, I definitely think you're going to end up cashing in on that one, man, because I don't, I don't think the Greek freak will um, – I don't. I don't even think that he'd probably be third in the in the in the MVP voting rankings right now. I think that'll probably go to Westbrook. But um, it, it was it was a nice run. I'm still a big fan of the Greek Freak, and you know, depending on how things shave out, man, you know, I, I hope good things come from him next year too. Let me ask you a question, brother. You brought up Russell Westbrook, and in one of my other group chats, I'm in, asked what we call the show, Group Chat Sports. We were they were talking about Russ should get more MVP votes. My thing is, do you? I kind of think he's he's uh, starting to pad his statistics a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I can see that because um, there 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 are definite times where um, he's there's times where he doesn't need to be in the game, especially late in the games when you know they're getting blown out or there's just you know it's not a close game really for him to be in there. And I understand people are like, oh, he's a competitor. You, you know, as a competitor, you want to be out there, and I totally agree with that. But there's times where you know he he's unnecessarily you know trying to get a rebound or miss a shot or he's unnecessarily like he's really forcing to get that assist. Like if someone else grabs the ball, he's like calling for it like hard so that he can get the ball out to the other person and get the assist. Um, so I can see that a little bit, um, uh, just like just a little bit, but I, I still think Russell Westbrook's a great player. I mean, he's oh, yeah, probably, no doubt. you can, you can, you can, you can argue he's probably the best point guard in the league. I know people could, would argue that, but, um, and I'm not taking anything away from him. I definitely think he's in the conversation. Like I said, I think he'll probably end up third. Um, but right now, like when I'm thinking most valuable player, I'm thinking most valuable to the team. I'm thinking most valuable as individual statistics. But I'm thinking also, and this is probably me thinking large scale, I think most valuable as far as like what, what they're doing off the court too, like what they're bringing to the city, that sort of deal um, that they play in. Um, but on the court, Right now, man, LeBron and the Beard, they're probably neck and neck right now as far as what they're doing on the court and how they're willing and powering their teams to win. Yeah, I mean, I chose LeBron early in the season, so, I I mean, I'm not going to change it up now. I I, I think it's LeBron, but I think that James Harden is going to win. And then one thing I I think I read on ESPN.com, it said James Harden has the most isolation points of, like, anybody in the league. I think more than teams. I think he had like 802 hmm. points and I, just an isolation points by himself this year. So just think about that of being able to get those, be able to get his own shot that yeah. many times and score. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. 
So I, I think know, he's I, averaging. I think he's even with that. I still think he's averaging what like seven assists a game or something like that. Even yeah, with the, those ISO oh, yeah, points. He can, oh yeah, he can get he can get do everything you want him to do, man. I never ex- expected that. So he is averaging what he. Okay, all important. He's having thirty points a game, eight assists, one point eight assists. Yeah, yeah, eight assists. So yeah. He's shooting uh, 44% from the field, 36 from three-point line, 85 from the line. Man, he's he's making it happen, bro. <laughs> he yeah, is so, making it happen. Yeah, so it's, you know, he, he definitely is, just, uh, is having a career year. LeBron is averaging 27 points a game, nine boards, 1.4 steals, uh, 0.9 blocks, 8.7 rebounds, 73 from the free throw line, 54 from the field and 36 from the three-point line. Yeah, man. So, I mean, like, like no, no, numbers, numbers don't lie, to you, as they say. <laughs> like, my, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Also, man, I was, uh, in the, you know, I was in, in, in a long group chat today. So, one of our, you know, one of one of my, my OGs was saying that, that LeBron does too much for everybody else. And my argument was he leading, he's only had – play with two guys that can get their own shot. Everybody else's they all have to, you know, let LeBron be able to score and the creator. So it was mm-hmm. interesting, man, to see them thoughts. So one of these days we can get them brothers actually on the show, man. So that's our goal so we can get them. Maybe I have to do the the real live like we have to do the real live comparison of LeBron versus Jordan. And I just, you know, all oh, MJ or LeBron like really break down statistics and kinda of get into it, man. But you know, I think the people wanted to hear about our player preview. Now, I think we're recording this on Wednesday, everybody. So, you know, some of the playoffs, the matchups won't be set in stone. But I wanted to just do them as, it, as they are tonight. So, you want to start off with the East, man? Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's All go right. ahead and work with, work with, work with okay. the East. All right, so let's Toronto and Washington, man. Um, I'm going to go upset here and pick Washington. I think this could be a year that they. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to pick Washington. I think that uh, John Wall coming back, um, that's going to that's going to really propel them. I think that he's hungry. Uh, like I said, I think that John Wall is probably a top three, top four point guards in the league. Um, I, I'm not a Bradley Beal fan, but I cannot deny the fact that Bradley Beal is playing well right now. Um, well, I think that he's, Bill, he's playing. Did he, do, did he do something to the Bulls? Did he dunk on them or something like that? Why aren't you? I mean, uh, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure that he has probably has some highlights against the Bulls or something here and there. Um, I'm I was just not necessarily a fan of him um, kind of early on, and and I give him credit now because his play is backing it up. But he was one of those guys that was like a heavy talker, like all of the time, and I just I felt that he was a guy that was talking a lot of trash, but his play wasn't backing it up. He wasn't consistent. He wasn't putting up those type of numbers to the level and degree of, like, talk that you would, you know, see him have and the gesturing and all that type of stuff. It was like, man, you're right now you're kind of riding John Wall's coattail. So, like, who the, who the hell are you to be, you know, out here talking all this mess or whatever? But um, I will I will give him credit and, and, you know, and give him props that I think that that has changed a lot. I know that he's had to play 
a step-in game of, you know, Porter, Otto Porter went down for, for different periods of time. John Wall went down um, before before the Morris twin came there. So, I mean, I, he, he had to really step it up and try to and shoulder a lot of the load. Um, and he stepped up to the plate, and, and his numbers, and he, he produced, and his numbers showed us. So I definitely give him respect, and I have fallen off of my, my previous, you know, comments a little bit or my previous feelings um, because I feel like he, he's now starting to, like, really, you know, show and prove. But um, – the reason I'm picking uh, Washington, the Wizards, over there because I think that they're hungry right now. I think that it could be their time to, you know, really, really push Toronto. Um, I'm not – I know Toronto has a great record. Um, I'm not sold on Toronto winning on the road. Um, I know they'll, they'll probably have – I think they have the home court advantage. But um, I don't know. Like, I, I just – I kind of feel there's a, a vibe in the air for, for Washington to, to make a little bit of noise. So I'm rolling with them for in the first round. Well, I'll pick Toronto since you picked them, but I wouldn't be surprised if Washington won. It's just I don't know how healthy John Wall is. And it was interesting that Skip Bayless says he likes the Tomas, uh, the the backup point guard more than Wall. But with Skip Bayless, you don't know if mm-hmm. he's that's hyperbole, you know, or if he's really, you know, mean. That. But <laughs> I, I just have because I right. haven't seen enough of, of Washington to really go out my way to watch them, especially since Wall was hurt for so long. But, man, let's go yeah. to – it looks like, you know, depending on how it works out, it could be Cleveland and the Pacers or they could get the third seed. But we're going to go for Cleveland and the Pacers for now because, you know, obviously before we finish this podcast, none of those games will be over. So, who you, who right. you got? Um, I honestly um, – every, everyone knows how I feel about both of these teams, being that they play in the same division as my Bulls. And I know I'm opening myself up for a lot of Bulls talk and hate, but – um, I, I personally am actually really interested in seeing this series. I think this is going to be a good series. Um, I think that the Pacers are – I think the Pacers got a little fire in them right now. Um, Oladipo is – you know, he, he's been the guy all year long. Um, I think Miles is starting – Miles Turner starting to come into his own a little bit. Uh, but I, I honestly do think that the Pacers got a little fire in them right now, and, and they're young, they're hungry. Um, you know, when Lance is on, Lance is on. Um, and I think that they, they are a team that could push Cleveland, you know, to to the brink. Um, but I'm going to pick Cleveland just because of the LeBron factor. Uh, Le- LeBron is going to be that guy that can take over. I don't really think that Indiana has an answer for him. Um, and I honestly see Kevin Love potentially having a, a, a good series um, against the, some of the Pacers' uh, bigs. Um, so I'm going to pick Cleveland, but I will say my prediction, I think this game, this, this series is going to go um, the, the, the full tilt. I think they're going to play every game, but I think Cleveland's going to squeak it out. Yeah, man, they, I think the Pacers have played LeBron, I think, was it three, at least four times? I think this will be the fourth time playing. and just He just is mm-hmm. on another level, you know, when it comes to that, man. He's damn near unstoppable. Uh, I mean, I love the Pacers. That's yeah. my team. But they they, they actually surprised. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs this year. So I definitely think the Victor Oladipo should get most improved player. That should be a non-factor. Nine, nine yes, uh, yeah. You know, Spencer Absolutely. Dinwiddie got Your boy Spencer Dinwiddie got upset talking about they just going to give it to him, give it to Oladipo. Yeah. I said, I mean, I'm <laughs> I okay, mean, but you play for the Nets. I mean, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. Dinwiddie is like, really? <laughs> You, I mean, shout out to my homeboy Fife. He's a Nets fan. And Fife. Thing, but, but, you know, yeah. this, you know, y'all sitting right along with the Bulls. 
you know, yeah. fishing, eating wings. Bulls is fishing right now. <laughs> you know, calling up Tristan Thompson, talking about, hey, man, bro, you know, you know, save some for us. <laughs> Bring them through. Bring yeah. them out. <laughs> hey, man, you know, we can get into Tristan more on Grown Man. They said Chris Tristan was out there. Uh, t- telling he told he told the lady who's up there talking to her old girl about the Bible and her self image. That's what they were in the room doing. <laughs> hey man, I seen, I, seen, I, I seen a funny meme that said Lamar Odom's the one that leaked all this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, she, hey, man, she, I hey, the internet has never lost, boy. The internet never, is petty. It will stay undefeated un, and undisputed. But oh man, man so yo, so let me think. So Boston against Miami. And this is Boston without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Um, I, I'm I'm still going to go with Boston on this one. Um, I think uh, we, we touched on this uh, when you asked me the question about the college teams and, and you know solid guys, not any like high profile guys, but some really good ball players. And, and I think Boston has that. I think Boston has some solid coaching. Um, and I just don't I just don't see Miami being ready ready right now. I know. Uh, White Sides are doing a lot of talking. I know they've got Winslow. They've got, uh, what's his name, Dragic down there. But I still think this is going to be Boston series. Yeah, I definitely definitely think that, man. You know, Boston got those two wing guys and Brown and Tatum. And they just – Right. And Tatum's been balling here lately. Yeah, and also shout out to Russbrook. He just – he got his rebound, so he officially has actually triple-double in back-to-back season, so – Shout out, shout oh, out nice. to him. Uh, so back to uh, so back to it, man. So we are looking at Philly, Philly, Philly and Philly Milwaukee. Milwaukee, and they're currently playing now. Milwaukee's down by like thirty points. Yeah, yeah. I I, I looked at that score right when we started. Um, in this series, I mean, two two young teams. Oh man, I. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say Milwaukee. I'm gonna pick an upset here. I'm, I'm gonna pick the lower seed and I'm gonna go with Milwaukee. I'm gonna pick Milwaukee because um, that was my uh, 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 the Greek freak Antetokounmpo was my original MVP. Um, I think that they've got um, just a little bit more. I, I shouldn't say a little bit. They've got more experience in this. They've, they've got a. I think they made the playoffs last year. I, I'm sure they did. Um, but I, I think that Milwaukee. Um, will outplay the young fellas. Um, like I said, I think this is going to be the, the second most entertaining series, in my opinion, um, behind Cleveland and Indiana. I think this is going to be a fun series to watch. I see a lot of highlights coming. Embiid um, is back with the mask, um, and, and I, I see a lot of trash talking and a lot and a lot of young, hungry players. But I'm going to go ahead and roll with Milwaukee. I'm going to pick an upset. All right. All right, man. So – all right, so like I said before, these all could change because, you know, the games are still going on. Absolutely. So Houston and I'm going to say Minnesota because they're beating Denver right now. So let's let's just take a chance, Houston and Minnesota. I am going to go to Houston. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go to Houston also. Um, as much as I like the Timber Bulls, um, I'm, I'm going to go with Houston right now. Beard, Beard is going to um, – He's going to do his thing. Um, I also, a, a lot of people, I know that he's gotten a six-man-a-year award at, at minimum once, but I think he got it twice. Uh, people uh, don't value Eric Gordon the way he should. That guy's a, he's a straight baller. Shout-out North Central High School here in Naptown. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I'm going with Houston, man. Yeah, man, because Houston has the advantage because they're the only team in the league that has 48 minutes of elite point guard play. Because, you know, they start off with Chris yeah. Paul, and then they'll – 
then either Paul or, or Harden to go out, and then they switch. You know, if Paul goes out, Harden switches to the one. If you know, so that's the only thing they can give you forty-eight minutes. Yeah. Of great, of elite point guard play, of, of like Hall of Fame point guard play. Agreed. So, man, uh, so uh, man, so we're now the whole like it could be Portland in the Spurs, but uh, when I looked mm-hmm. earlier, it was um, Portland in New Orleans. So we'll just go with that. We can always you know change it up as as we go along, you know. But what about if it's Portland New Orleans? If uh, if, if it comes out to be Portland New Orleans, um, I'm going to roll with Portland. Um, I, I'm I personally am becoming uh, slowly becoming uh, more of a Damian Lillard fan. Um, that uh, the more I've seen him uh, play basketball, uh, I, I, I was fortunate enough to catch uh, quite a few of their games through the, through the NBA uh, package and stuff. Um, that dude's a baller, man. Like he's a flat out baller, and I think that he's playing with a chip on his shoulder um, for for many reasons. Um, but that that dude can flat out play, man. I like CJ McCollum too. But right now, I, I think Lillard's going to come out and he's going to he he's going to put on a show. So I'm going with Portland, man. Yeah, I think I want to see Portland, man, because I, I love teams with really good guards. But man, I just the, the Brow has taken this game to a whole nother level. I just don't think oh, they yeah. they don't have another another score, man. They have you know Drew Holiday's been playing really good defense this year and played good ball. But then without Boogie, only I can't even really name anybody else on their team. I know they right. got Solomon Hill. He's play for the Pacers, but I'm I'm kind of. I know they. Hold on, who's supposed to do? He's play for the Bulls. Do they? Do they still have Tyreek Evans? Uh, I thought he played for Memphis. Now what's the do? He's oh, for does the he? Bulls. Okay. So, didn't the didn't they, didn't the Bulls trade a young boy who uh, Bobby Portis knocked out to the to the uh, Pelicans? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, um, uh, Nicole, Nico, Nico. Yeah, yeah, uh, Miritich, Miritich, Miritich. Yeah, Miritich. Yeah, Nikola Miritich. Yeah, yeah. So they they have him. But they got Rondo it. too. They they do they do yeah. have Rondo out there. Yeah, yeah, but he can't score. But it'll be interesting though because him and Drew Holiday can play some good defense. So I think that's gonna. I think Gotta that's going to be a good little series. A little Etwan Moore action out there too. Oh, representing <laughs> represent East Chicago, Indiana, Indiana, East Chicago, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'll, t- I'll take nah, New I'm Orleans. Going, I'm, I'm going with Portland. I'll take New Orleans. All right. So this is a, I think this could be the best series. Golden State and Oklahoma City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think that that will if if it shakes out to be that, I think that's probably going to be the, the best series. That's going to be competitive. That's going to be hard nosed. I think that might turn into some to some mid '90s type basketball. It's going to be chippy. It's going to be a lot of talk. Uh, but it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be some great basketball being played. I think Melo is gonna step up. Um, I think PG might try to. You know, he he might show up a couple of games. I think he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder, something to prove. Uh, I, I know that Golden State won't have uh, Steph, um, but but I'm gonna go with Golden State anyway, um, just because. I mean, that's that, that's just too much. Even with 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 KD, he's an absolute monster. Um, KD, Clay Thompson, um, I can't stand him, but Draymond Green, um, th- that team, Sean Livingston, I think Sean Livingston does not get enough credit on that team for what he brings and what he does on that on that squad. Um, they've been playing together, you know, long, long time. They've got they, – they begin to mesh, but, you know, KD can just turn it on. He dropped 50 on you without two blinks. So um, I'm going to go with 
with uh, Golden State, but I do think this is going to be another series that goes to full brink. I think they're going to play all games in this in this matchup. Yeah, I just think the KD's too much, and KD's going to be playing with the coach because he ain't going out. He ain't going out to to to, to Oklahoma to Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, he's <either, laughs> right. Never, I mean, never. I just don't think they're going to do it, man. And I don't know, man. I He'll think he might have, have a third Twitter account yet. at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, he already got the. I'm sure he got the burners on deck. <laughs> so I'm sure it's, you know. I'm hell. KD might have a burner podcast somewhere. He's burning people. You know all that time, all that you know, all that you know, filthy gets read for for his nappy ass head and everything else. KD right, probably right. He probably and he out there. He ain't just out there just roasting celebrities. He probably roasting cats like Mike J. You know, 200 Twitter followers <laughs> killing me. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably like, you know, I remember LeBron when they lost in the playoffs, like, you need to go, I'm going to live my life, or you're going to go back to your life. You know, he probably talking bad right. about us, too. Like, man, you broke. <laughs> I'm probably like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're damn right I am. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hold 25G. <laughs> I'm like, quick. All right, man. So, let's say uh, Utah and San Antonio. Man. Ah. Uh, it's... It, it, you you got you got to say San Antonio be just because it's San Antonio, but I'm even though and I know that I know that Utah is a higher seed. I still think that they're probably the underdog. You know they're the higher seed, so um, I'm I'm going to go with Utah. I like to see the young fella Donovan Mitchell uh, get get some early success in his career because I think he's going to have a long productive career. Um, so I like to see the young fella get some get some early success and get some confidence. And if you can knock off a team like San Antonio. Still got Ginobili playing, you know, pretty solid basketball. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge and um, is Kawhi is Kawhi playing or uh, kind of nah. you know working his way back in? I don't know. Hold on, but, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Kawhi, he's calling. Uh oh, cricket. Have you ever heard that brother talk? I've never heard him talk. No. <laughs> I mean, not you, really. I you know I I've never heard the brother talk, but I don't I don't Maybe think Kawhi's gonna be back. He needs to do the wrestling thing and have a handler, have a have a yeah, man talk on the mic for him. <laughs> I know. I've never heard the brother talk, so that that's interesting. Yeah, but, but think, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Utah. I'm gonna take San Antonio. You gonna go take San Antonio, Dick? And then, yeah, but they, this all these also could change. And I was reading, they said they think it's more going the likelihood might be Portland and San Antonio. But I pulled these off for like six o'clock Eastern time, so well, that's mm-hmm. like five thirty Eastern time, so. You know we can go by, it. but all right. So uh, to kind of wrap this up, so who's your so who do you think is coming out the east and coming out the west, and who's your champ? Uh, I'm going to say Cleveland coming out of the east, um, literally simply because of the LeBron factor. Um, like I say, they, we all know he's a different person in the playoffs, um, virtually undamn stoppable. Um, so I'm going to say Cleveland coming out of the east. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and kind of go against the grain. I'm going to pick Houston coming out of the West. Right. Um, I, 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 and like I said, I mean, Golden, Golden State is the obvious choice. Um, Golden State is the obvious choice for all the reasons that we've mentioned throughout this entire season. Um, KD, Steph will probably be back. Um, they've been there, so forth and so on. But I'm going to pick Houston. Um, kind of the same reason that I picked Washington excuse me, over Toronto, um, Houston is, is – they seem really hungry right now. Chris Paul seems to have a good flow. He's got a little bit of bounce in his step. He hasn't been playing a lot of the back-to-back, so he's still kind of fresh. He doesn't have to shoulder the load. Um, 
some of the young guys they got down there. I I just have this vibe, this feel um, that this could be Houston's time, and they may break out and and upset the upset the the the, uh, the reigning uh, Western Conference champs, um, Golden State. I think they could, man. Man, I picked Cleveland in the beginning. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. I picked I picked Cleveland out the East in the beginning of the season. I picked Golden State. I just I don't know, man. Chris Paul ain't never got past the second round, and James Harden he didn't have the yips in the playoffs a few times too, man. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I got to. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't expecting Steph to get hurt, you know, because I thought it might be his some ankles like Chalupas, but I still got to pick Golden State. You <laughs> know, you got. Well, you got three of the best shooters in oh, yeah, NBA man. history on your team. It's kind of hard to go oh, against yeah. them, man. I don't really care, but, you know, I'm more just interested to see how my Pacers play. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Golden State again. You know, I, I'm not wouldn't bet any money on it, but uh, that's it, man. So, uh, let's, wrap, let's wrap this up, man, because, uh, you know, we're 45 minutes strong, man. We thank everybody for the group coming on, you know, listening to the Group Chat Sports Podcast. So, uh We'll probably try to do Appreciate another one y'all. of these for the, for the NFL draft in a couple of weeks. And uh, I appreciate y'all. We'll holler at y'all on Sunday with a Grown Managed Podcast. Yes, sir. Peace All out. Right, later. Later. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0 so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829 while supplies last. See store for details.